0: York and Chapel presents Brands That Matter, the weekly podcast that explores companies whose products, policies, or practices make the world a better place. Now here's your host, John Rarick.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of Brands That Matter. We've got a great show today. Our guest is Kelly Francis. Kelly's a keynote speaker and founder of Kelly Suite a business created to mentor and motivate career women and fellow entrepreneurs to get what they want in life, love, and work. Kelly Suite offers various solutions for success, including motivational speaking, mentorship, corporate workshops, weekly newsletters with goal-setting tips, and more. And before we start our show today, just a quick reminder, if you just found our podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. We'd love to hear what you think. Send your emails to info at And now, here's our interview with Kelly Francis. Kelly Francis, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, JR. It's awesome to be here.
1: Hey, and full full disclosure for, for the listeners out there, Kelly and I go way back. Um, we met at a pivotal point in my career, and she's just been a a huge ally for me throughout the years. So it's just so exciting to have her here. Kelly, I wanna start with you explaining to the listeners exactly what the Prosperity Effect Planner is.
0: Sure, so the Prosperity Effect Planner, simply put, is a proven path for success in life, love, and work. And it's been designed to really help Career women and aspiring entrepreneurs achieve prosperity in every area of their life. Often as women, we, we struggle with balancing our finances, our relationships, our overall wellness, our career and spirituality. And I find even in my own experience that we tend to focus on our career the most and then maybe our relationships and a lot of the other areas of our life get neglected. And I don't think our wellness and our faith and our finances should suffer at the expense of our jobs or our relationships. So I designed this, the prosperity effect planner as a way to sort of be a coach in your pocket, at a fraction of the cost coaching, the coaching industry in general is booming right now, especially with COVID. On both sides, a lot of folks are looking to be entrepreneurs. And then you also have a lot of People looking for coaches to help them work through certain things and set their own goals and even become entrepreneurs themselves. But not everybody can afford a coach. And so the planner is a year's worth of planning and goal setting tools. It's on dated, so you do not have to wait until the new year to start. You can start at any time. And there's uh, worksheets and goal setting guides and different tracking systems in place so that you can use it as a tool and there's different categories for each section that i just mentioned so career
1: yeah finances yeah tell us about those categories because there's there's challenges in 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 any kind of life or business application that are broken down into buckets and i'm sure you 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 touch on all of those between uh, time management and finances tell us about those
0: sure so I do start off with career just as someone who has been a talent acquisition leader and recruiter for about 17 years at this point. I focus on career in the beginning because I do think it's at the forefront of most people's mind. And what's neat about it is there's ways to, there, there's tools in the planner to help you do your job searching. Uh, there's checklists to keep you on track. And then there's also a special be your own boss checklist for those of you who are considering entrepreneurship. There's some information in there for you to, to go after those goals as well. Then there's also a section for finances. I am a advocate for living a debt free lifestyle. I I, I don't want to say I don't believe in using credit cards. I think there are times when they have their place, but I think that true freedom really comes when Whatever you do, you pay it in cash and you don't owe anyone anything. I think it's just a really way to be financially fit and healthy. So the financial section is really geared toward helping you set up a budget, eliminate your debt, stay on track so that you know where every single dollar is going that comes into your account and you're making wise decisions. And if you want to save for a major purchase or maybe up level to that apartment you've been eyeing there's tools in there to help you set those goals and work toward actually accomplishing them. Then I cover relationships and I say relationships loosely because this covers everything from your more intimate personal relationships to family, even coworkers, friends. Uh, There's some different, you know, journaling tools in that section to help you keep track. And then spirituality Again, for my fellow believers, uh, there's place to write your scripture reading for the day and prayer. And even if you're uh, not a Christian, whether you believe in the power of the universe or some other you know, higher power, that's okay. There's a, a whole entire section, a year's worth, devoted to journaling your meditation and, and prayers. And then wellness is your overall lifestyle. I have some trackers in the planner that help you really... Stay on top of your fitness and your eating habits and your, your whole mental, physical, spiritual well-being. And then my favorite section probably is the weekly to-do list. I think uh, if a lot of women out there are like me, they love a good to-do list. I'm a good old-fashioned pencil and paper girl. So I like to be able to see like, hey, what, what do I have going on for the week? And then I break it down daily. And then this way when I start a fresh week. Anything I didn't finish, I can just go ahead and and start over and write down what I need to do and then break it down daily so that it helps keep me on track. And then what ties this all together, the, the secret sauce, if you will, is my formula called Faster Goals. So at the beginning of each section in the planner, there is a Faster Goal worksheet that helps you really get specific and drill down and set goals for that section of the planner and that section of your life essentially right and so it's sort of like smart goals if you've ever heard of smart goals I'm, I'm sure many people have except I took a, I, I put a little twist on it and I called it faster because I found that when you set goals that are feasible, attainable, you take action they're specific you set a timeline for yourself then you execute and repeat that process you start to achieve goals faster than you ever could have imagined and i've had clients achieve things in their life in a matter of a year two years that they never dreamed were possible let alone in such a short time frame and so i sort of came up with this formula as a way to incorporate that into each section so that the thing, you start to really get into the habit of breaking those goals down into really specific and timely action oriented goals. And each time you take a step and break it down, it helps you propel forward because when you have that little sense of accomplishment, you're motivated to go now tackle that next task or action item.
1: You know, you bring up goal setting and I think it's so important, not on, not only for business, but for life. Um, and some, I, I mean, I even know myself, I, I'm a, I'm a list maker, right? I don't think anything would get done if I didn't write it down and right. cross it off when it was done. It's just, just kind of how I'm wired. I wonder, I'm curious about your point of view and what advice you might give for people who get dejected when they set goals that may be at their stage in life or business unrealistic to achieve in the timeline that they've set, and then they get dejected when those goals aren't met. How do you manage those expectations?
0: So- the key word that you just said is a realistic timeline, right? You have to set the expectation from the beginning of how long, you know, I I start faster goals with F, which is feasible, right? So how long do you think you need to accomplish what you're trying to do? And can it be broken down even smaller? Because a lot of times, I, I think I love to use the most, Common one for a lot of people is losing weight, right? Let's just say someone wants to lose 100 pounds, and they say, "Okay, I'm going to lose 100 pounds in the next three months." I mean, that's not realistic. And then three months pass, you don't really change your habits, and now you're upset because you you feel like you failed. But when you start off and you maybe do some research or you know from you know, just time and time again, we're told healthy weight loss is an average of one to two pounds a week. If you set up like it's not feasible to lose a hundred pounds in three months. Right. So instead make those goals realistic. And if you do get to the point where you didn't, you set a goal and didn't meet it, you have to look back and, and see what did, what could I have done differently? Could I have given myself a little bit more time? Could I have exercised more? Could I have eaten less? And then try again. Don't ever give up. And, and I'm learning that too, right? As I've created this planner, and now I'm at the launch stage, with anything you do, there will be times when maybe you don't get there, but don't ever stop trying. And the most important thing, I think, is taking action. So yes, it has to be re- realistic. Can you do what you want to do within the time frame that you have? especially, again, bringing this back to women and men, but mainly women here, we have so many things on our plate. And then we'll say, hey, I'm going to start exercising two hours a day. How realistic is that when you have possibly children that you have to bring around to whatever programs they're in, you have to cook, you have to do laundry, you have your job, maybe you have a commute, and so on and so forth. You still have to make time for your husband, right, or your boyfriend, and then you are trying to fit in two hours of workout a day and, and you just can't, it's not realistic. So maybe you start with 20 or 30 minutes and that's a little bit more feasible. Right. And so you have to really look at what can I really do and how can I break this down in a way that I can take it in little chunks, like little baby steps and slowly work toward the goal. Because with each baby step that you accomplish, you'll propel yourself forward faster when you make these little realistic goals with timelines that are not too hard to achieve so that you don't end up letting yourself down. And when you find yourself...
1: Yeah, that, that that's great advice because, because ambitious people want everything now and being able to parse it out into small steps is probably one of the bigger challenges of, of, of an ambitious person.
0: I am the the definition of wanting instant gratification i get it i once i've made up my mind that i'm going to do something such as the planner i go full force ahead and i don't stop until i get what i want but then in my mind oh this is going to be great i'm going to design a planner i hired a designer i'm going to find a printer and i'm going to start selling my planner like i didn't really stop and think about okay, where am I getting this printed? How much is this going to cost me? How am I advertising this to people? I am just starting out, right? And so I now have this gorgeous planner and then had to go back and say, oh, okay, I did phase one, but there's a whole second phase of this that I didn't think about before I designed it. And so that's okay, right? You learn as you go, but you don't give up. And I
1: think that's the key, yeah, absolutely and and let's talk about that for a minute now i don't i've I've got to think this this wasn't just something you woke up out of the blue and said, "I'm doing this. I know there was a road, probably very personal one that that led you to where you are today to launch this enterprise. so tell us about that what what was the path that brought you here?
0: Yeah, so thanks for asking, John. Um, when I was nineteen. I was a freshman in college in my second semester, and my home life was making it really difficult to focus on my education. I won't go too deep into that. That's a story for another day. But all that being said, I love my family dearly, but it just wasn't a healthy environment for me. And I knew I wanted a different lifestyle than the one that I was living, and I was in a you know, in a commuter school situation, I was living on Long Island with family and and going locally to Dallin College. And I just, I had this moment one night, something pretty drastic happened at home. And I made up my mind at that moment that if I wanted a different life, it was going to be up to me to set the stage for my own success and that I had to stop at nothing, no matter what it took. And there was just this one night where something happened. And I turned to my boyfriend at the time, I was 19 years old. And I said, I don't care what it takes, I'm going to find my own apartment. And I'm getting out, I cannot do this anymore. And I did, I was enrolled in 15 credits a semester, a full time college student, I worked three jobs, I worked one full time job, a part time job. And then I even started bartending at one point. And was taking night classes that were, you know, meeting once a week instead of twice a week. And then this way I could go to a new class each night and was able to stay enrolled full time in my classes. And I did that for the remaining three and a half years. I put myself through college. I earned my BA and I graduated with a 3.62. I look back now. I don't know if I could do that all over again. I guess when you're younger, you have energy that you don't know where it comes from, but I did it. And after that, I, you know, I graduated and I quickly climbed the corporate ladder by age 30. I was making a successful six figure career and I found that I was really doing everything I thought was going to be success, right? In my mind, in order to prosper and be successful, I just need to stay focused on this career, keep growing. Every time I wanted a promotion, I would, I would talk to my boss and say, what do I need to do to go to that next level? And I stopped at nothing. And every time I wanted something, I got it. And I was growing and growing and growing. But behind the scenes, I was struggling. I was in one hurtful relationship after another. And as we shared with the listeners earlier, uh, JR and I do go quite a ways back. So you may even remember some of my struggles, because you've been a dear friend to me through a lot of them. And I just remember somewhere in my mid 30s, having this moment where I, I was like, I am this girl that on the outside looking in, everybody thinks I'm so successful. My family kind of looks at me as the black sheep of the family. I'm the only one of four kids to be college educated. I'm the first generation college student and only one. I, you know, my sister would come by me for a weekend and then put on Facebook that she was rolling on her sister's bankroll for the weekend. I had it all. I would go out with my friends and pick up three, $400 dinner tabs. Like it was nothing. But behind the scenes, I was a mess. I was dating men that just weren't really the right fit for me and they weren't treating me good. And I, I had to make a change. I had to break a pattern because while part of me moved on from that rough upbringing and that tough childhood, part of me stayed there and things that were my norm growing up were still my norm in my relationships and it carried with me. And so I just had this, another pivotal moment, I think around 34 where I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I said, if I'm, if I'm going to really be successful in my life, I have to stop dancing with the devil. And I, I don't even know where it came from. It was just a voice. And A few weeks prior to that moment, I had something pretty extreme happen in a relationship and the police had to to get involved and they came and I just remember this one police officer saying to me, whatever you do, don't open any doors to this person. No text messages, no emails, no phone calls, no physical doors, no matter what they say, whatever they try to make you feel, if they leave you messages, just ignore it. And silence will be your best weapon. And it was probably the best advice I ever got after years and years of going through these types of situations and struggles. And I just started practicing gratitude every day. Every morning I would wake up and just before I even got out of my bed, lay there and really think about all the things I was grateful for. And it really started to shift my mindset. And I had to tell myself, it's okay to say no to someone who isn't the right fit for you who doesn't share the same values and I I was doing that I was compromising my values for the sake of companionship and it was leading me to a life going nowhere fast when it came to my relationships even though my career was on point and so I am really blessed to say I ended up meeting the most amazing man I ever met in my life. I have been happily married for over five years now, uh, together for over six. And I, I have spent the past five years reflecting on all of the challenges I faced, all of those hurtful relationships, the upbringing, but then the success that was swirled in there. And it was this whirlwind of, Wow! If only people a really knew what happens behind the scenes when they see these powerful women showing up in the workplace, and they have no idea that a lot of them are facing these struggles behind the scenes, and they might feel alone or they don't know how to get that help. I'm I'm a very rare statistic because very few people come out of abusive situations. Right? A lot of people stay. It's a pattern because the manipulation that happens and the psychology behind it makes it really hard to get out. And so I decided that I was going to set out on a mission to help as many women as I can to prosper in every single area of their life. I want women to know that it doesn't only have to be about the career. It doesn't only have to be about a healthy relationship. It doesn't have to just be about your belief system and and having a deep rooted spiritual, you know, foundation. It's, it's everything you can, and and it needs to be everything you need to prosper in every single area of your life. And that doesn't always mean six figure income, right? What if, what if a $75,000 income is paying your bills, but you're happy, you have time with your family, your kids, your, your partner. What if, you don't have any debt and so when you go on vacation it's so freeing because you come home and you don't have to pay anyone back for the fun you just had right what if what if every day you're spending time in prayer or in meditation and it you're, you're going for a walk you're being healthy you're eating foods that fuel your body you will start to feel happy and and that i was just so blessed and lucky to end up getting to a point like that that sometimes it almost felt in the past couple of years that it was surreal. And I struggled in the beginning when I met my husband and he's just really a remarkable man. I There were times where I would have to pinch myself, am I dreaming, right? Because it seemed too good to be true. And there was this, I would say the first three years of my marriage, every single day, I would pray that my husband would come home from work because I was petrified that something was going to happen, that the, I don't deserve this. Kelly doesn't get good things like this. This is going to be taken away from me. And I was afraid every day. And, that and what
1: was that moment when you realized that that you did deserve good things? Because there must have been a pivotal time. You couldn't have been wake. I'm sure you're still not waking up every morning and praying at this point.
0: I wake up every morning and I pray. I pray for thanksgiving of everything that i have i think we take for granted oh, i met.
1: i met. pray that he comes home i, oh, had a feel, I have a feeling at I, this point you're pretty confident he's I coming do. home and i'm sure there was some things that happened that changed that dynamic that allowed you to understand that you deserve good things in life
0: yeah so i do i do still pray every day that he comes home i don't know if that's a woman's instinct even though i'm not a mom i think and and jr i know that you're a parent as well there's something about when you're your kids or your spouse leave the house that there's always that maybe, maybe it's just me, but I think it's for most people. There's that thing inside of you that doesn't really feel at peace until they get home. That's always there a little bit, but that fear of I'm going to lose this. I don't deserve it. um, I would say it's still always there a little bit. Like that's an ongoing work that I think I'll have to, you know, face for the rest of my life. But it's just over time as every day passes. And my husband and I have this healthy relationship where we don't fight. We communicate. We have fun together. We respect each other. We really view ourselves as a team. We we always say that we're we're fighting for the same team. We're wearing the same color jersey, right? And you you just I think the way that you get there is just by being grateful for the things that you have and accepting that yes, I I do deserve this. I don't deserve to be treated the way I was treating. This is actually what, you know, healthy looks like and happiness looks like and prospering looks like. So there's a little bit of, you know, you don't fully overcome those fears, I think, maybe just because of the trauma. There's always that insecurity that, you know, maybe I put that on my husband sometimes. Hey, I need some reassurance here. You love me, right? And you're coming home, right? God willing. So, but I do think over time, the more, the the more stable the as it stays stable, and as time passes and your life is just going day to day, you think about it less and less because it just becomes more normal. So I would say maybe at that like yeah. three to four year mark, I started to seize into, yeah, this is my life now and it's good, it's great. I
1: love I love where your head's at. First of all, I want I wanted to just say how wonderful it is that you you've. You've condensed all of these life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, into a roadmap for people to sort of clear out the white noise in life and set some reasonable goals, but also keep keep you on track on a number of different levels. Like you mentioned relationships, spirituality, these are all things that that help create a a well-balanced life. You know, one thing that really struck me as you were talking is the propensity for young entrepreneurs or just... um, or just very ambitious young executives to never be satisfied with where they're at in life at a particular time because, and maybe this is you know coming from age, but, but you have to take a step back and wonder what you're chasing sometimes. And is everything going great now? Maybe I have enough. I have time to do things I enjoy doing. There's the bills are paid, but some people are wired to just keep trying to get to the next level at any cost. And I think that's where a lot of people, men and women run into some major life issues is when they're chasing things for reasons they don't understand. And it sounds like you, you help clear that out.
0: Yes. I, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said some of it comes with age. I think there's a certain level of chasing those dreams that, young, ambitious, eager professionals have that to some level won't start to level out until the the experience comes and the age comes. Because I would say there is a shift that happens somewhere in your m- maybe mid-30s where things that were once important to you are less important and then vice versa, right? So work-life balance, that is something that in my 20s, early 30s, especially when I was single, I would work until 10 o'clock at night. My maiden name is Howell, and I remember some of the guys that I supported at work uh, when I was doing sales recruiting, they used to call me Kelly the Machine Howell because I just got it done. I got results. I stopped at nothing, and I was a powerhouse. I was working around the clock, and I could. I, I didn't have much else going on, and so Monday to Friday, you know, Monday to Thursday, maybe I I was really putting in the time. But then you get to a point, you know, in your 30s, especially in my case, you know, I met my husband and we we travel a lot pre COVID at least. And those things were less important to me. Now it was, wait, how do I give my job what they need, get the results, but then have time for me and have time for my life? And so I think some of that just comes in time. I don't know that there's anything you are. I could say to younger professionals that would help them see it. It's just one of those things that as time goes on and they get the experience, their priorities will shift as they start to have families and things like that. And I think in a in a weird way, COVID helps with that a little bit. I think, you know, while it has been a, a devastating and very trying time for the world, there has been some good that has come out of it because now companies are forced to look at the the overall wellness of their employees, they're forced to look at what's the best way to make this work, they've seen that they can get it done without people being in the office five days a week, right. And so they're shifting back to hybrid models, some are staying remote, some are giving you the option of when and how you work as long as you get the work done. So I think this time that we're in this really weird era that I can't even say we're coming out of, because I don't know if we're, we're close to that right now, but there's been a shift. And I think that will help some of the younger professionals, you know, see that. But I think the one advantage they have over us is they kind of came into the workforce knowing what they wanted and wanting to work on their own terms, especially the millennials, right? They're very big on the gig economy and hey, I don't mind working, but here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to make an impact and here's when I want to do it. And, and boom, the gig economy was born. So they kind of thought up a little something about that, right? If I had that fire in me and that demand to say, Hey, I'll work for you employer, but you're, you know, I'm working for you in exchange for something else. So what's in this for me, it took me a little longer to realize that where that's the one I think advantage that the younger generation has that's coming in. So, And and then some of it's just time.
1: Kelly, tell us how our listeners can learn more about the the Prosperity Effect Planner and how they can get started.
0: Sure. So you can head over to the ProsperityEffect.co, not .com, that's .co, and pre-order the planner for 40% off. And you will instantly get a free 90-day digital download so that you can start working on setting goals and accomplishing them in every single area of your life right away while you're waiting for the planner, which is in production right now. And also, if you go to my main website, which is kellysuite.com, and it's K-E-L-L-Y-S-U-I-T-E.com, that has a digital shop with some other digital versions of the planner. If you want to start small with a weekly or monthly version, there's even a A freebie on there that you can grab to help you use the faster goal formula and apply that to your life starting right away. And uh, those are the two main ways. And then also, you can check me out on Instagram. I am on all the social media platforms. Uh, I'm probably most active on Instagram, but I am also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and I even have a Pinterest page for those of you who are just looking for some daily inspiration.
1: Wow, Kel- Kelly, we're going to put links in the show notes to all of those sites and your social platforms as well, so folks will be able to reach you. I can't even begin to tell you how great it was to speak to you about this. Just the idea that you've 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 condensed your life experiences into a, a roadmap for people to live better lives. I, I that's exactly what what we like to talk about on this show. And man, it's so, so great to hear the direction you're going in with this. Um, the Prosperity Effect Planner, Making the World a Better Place. Kelly Francis, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you, John, for having me. free great to be here.
1: Join us next week for another episode of Brands That Matter.
0: And please, leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about York and Chapel, visit yorkandchapel.com.